Go church. Good morning. It's so good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Is anyone excited to be here? Amen. I pray that you've come ready and uh, willing to receive the word of the Lord this morning. But before we do, as we always do, I just want to take just a quick minute uh, to give a warm welcome to our West Side and our Montgomery County campus, as well as all of our online viewers. So can we just extend a big warm welcome to our extended church family? Amen. Amen. We cannot forget as well our, all of our servicemen and women and all of our first responders who are constantly putting their life on the line for other individuals. So a big round of appreciation for all of our servicemen and women. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you all for being here to join us this morning at Go Church. For those of you who may not know who I am, my name is Jeff Merriman. I'm the executive pastor of administration and operations here at Go Church, and I'm honored to be able to bring you the word this morning. I know Pastor JC's not here. I hope he's watching because I want to extend a thank you for the invitation to be able to bring the word. I think in the first service, I shook off a little bit of rust, so you get me a little bit better in the second service. Uh, but we're just going to give all the glory and honor to uh, the Lord this morning. And before we get going, let's go to the Lord in prayer because I don't know about you. I need the, I need the Lord to bring the word, and I think you need the, word to re- the Lord to receive the word. Amen? And so, Father God, we just thank you. This is a day that you've made, so we rejoice and we're glad in it. And it's not by accident, so we give you the praise. It's not by accident that uh, every one of these individuals are here gathered together in your name So God, I just pray that you be high and lifted up today, God. I pray for your anointing. I pray that your Holy Spirit would arrest my mind and arrest my heart and arrest my lips, Lord God, that everything that's said and done today would be to your glory. I pray that you would move within the soil of everyone's soul, God. Give them ears to hear and give them hearts that are ready to receive. And we're careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. And everyone said, amen, amen. So today we're continuing our Binge the Bible series in the book of Acts. I'm going to uh, probably cover a a handful of verses, maybe in chapters 14 and 16. Because of time restraints, I'll have to skip over 15, and I'll mix some other scriptures in along the way. I'm going to lay a little bit of foundation concerning the the authority of God and the power of God, uh, concerning his presence and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll jump into uh, actually the book of Acts. But the first thing that I want us to keep in mind as we go through this series, not just today, but in all of the weeks, is that the book of Acts is all about the acts of the apostles under the anointing of the Holy Spirit in their life. It's also, it also demonstrates what God can do in and through his people when they're fully committed to him. And how many of you know when we're fully committed to Christ and we're fully committed to God, what we're capable of doing or what God is capable of doing through us and what we're capable of experiencing can't even explain. But that's what it is. We need to make sure that we're committed to Christ And then if we want to operate in this dunamis power that we'll talk about today, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not about natural acts under the the physical strength of the apostles that we'll read about. It's all about the supernatural acts of the apostles under the anointing of the Holy Spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The second thing that I want us to know and keep in mind is that the book, all through the book of Acts, the apostles were operating in two ways. 
One, they were acting in divine authority, which comes through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We'll unpack that in a second. And then second, they were operating under the supernatural miraculous power, which is called dunamis, which comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what we're gonna learn for any of these, it all begins with Jesus Christ, amen? We all know that that's where it starts. So that's the most important thing. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit offers us exousia, and it is a positional authority that we have in Jesus Christ. When we get saved, when we repent of our sins, when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, when we transfer our ownership, the ownership of our will from this world to the kingdom of God, from the enemy of our soul to the savior of our soul, when we transfer our, our ownership to Jesus Christ, along with that comes this exousia power that we're talking about. You have to be in Jesus to be able to experience that in your life. Exousia literally means the highest judicial control. Sounds pretty like... Uh, legal to me, right? But it's the highest ranking spiritual authority in the universe and in the created realm. I want you to understand, first of all, that exousia, God is exousia, and God is dunamis that we'll look at. And then that power and who he is, uh, it has the ability to flow through some of his people and then us to experience it as well. But it refers to jurisdiction and it refers to dominion within this realm that we're talking about. Just like Adam was given authority and dominion over every living creature, in the same way when we come to Christ, we are granted this exousia power over every unclean spirit. You see, when you, are, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life and you receive this exousia power in your life, there is this divine authority that you have in Jesus Christ to speak to demons, to cast out demons, to take authority over every unclean spirit, to take authority over the, the one that comes against your soul. You have the authority uh, it, over rulers and powers and principalities of darkness that can't try to uh, navigate and come into your life. And how many of you know every day the enemy is trying to do something in your life? Every day the enemy is trying to slither into your life just like he slithered into the garden and, and wreaked havoc in the life of Adam and Eve the same way he tries to come into your life uh, and just consume every area they can. But you need to understand that you have exousia. We have, through Christ, the power and the authority to speak to the enemy. We have power and authority to speak to mountains and have them move. How many of you ever had mountains in your life? Now, see, listen, you don't just need me or the pastor or spiritual leaders to pray that mountain away in your life. If you're in Jesus Christ, you have the authority to speak to that mountain all on your own and have it move in your life. You, amen. You have the authority, church, to, to tear down strongholds. And I know some of us have had strongholds in our life. These areas where the enemy tries to come in into your life or into your mind or into your marriage and take a foothold in your marriage. And before it turns into a stronghold, and even when it is a stronghold, guess what? In Jesus Christ, you have the authority to tear down those strongholds. You have the authority to dig up and uproot the enemy that's trying to take root and establish himself in your life. You have this exousia power when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You have the authority through Jesus Christ to bring every thought captive according to the word of God. All these thoughts that might be floating in your mind, distracting you and bothering you and even, and even some tormenting you, you have power and authority to bring those thoughts captive and under your control instead of them controlling you, amen? 
Listen, you have the authority through Jesus Christ to rebuke the liar. How many of you ever had someone lie against you? You have the power and the authority to stop that lie in its tracks. You don't, you don't speak it to the person, but you speak to that spirit. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, spirit of, uh, of lying in your life. You have the, the power to speak to a storm. How many of you ever had storms in your life? You don't, again, you don't need to wait for the pastor to tell the storm to be still. All you have to do is call on the name of the Lord and all you have to do is rise up in this exousia and rebuke that storm that's in your life. It's, it's available to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, the other thing that you have the authority to do and we need to do on a regular basis is you have the authority to go into the enemy's camp and take back what belongs to you. You have the authority, amen, to walk into the enemy's camp and take what the devil has taken from you. And the reality is sometime in your life, if not today, some of you need to go into the enemy's camp and you need to take back your laughter and you need to take back your joy and you need to take back your peace that he took from you somewhere in your life. Some of you need to go into the enemy's camp and you need to take back your courage and you need to take back your confidence because now you don't have any confidence because of something that the enemy has done in your life, but you need to go into the enemy's camp. Look, some of you need to go into the enemy's camp and you need to take back your kids because they have been lost to a, to a lost and dying world. They used to love the Lord and now they've wandered away and the enemy has taken away from your flock and you have the authority and you have the power to walk into that enemy's camp and, and demand your children back. Listen, we need to do that, church. Listen, it, it, but that's the authority that we have. That's exousia power, amen? Remember, Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all authority, the word that he was using was all exousia, all spiritual judicial control has been given to me. And before he was taken up into heaven, before he went back to his father, after he was resurrected, he gave a measure of that authority to the disciples and a measure of that authority to the apostles and a measure of that authority to every single one of us who would call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. And if you have called upon the name of the Lord to be saved and you have transferred your ownership from this world to Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, I'm telling you today that you have exousia power within you. He's given you a measure of that. But there's also, as we've learned in Acts chapter 2, there's exousia, and like I said, there's also this dunamis power. It's a creative, supernatural power that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is a power that comes out from God and into us. And if the Holy Spirit decides to operate through you, then that dunamis power will flow out from you as well if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's like the woman with the issue of blood who went to Jesus, and she understood that if I could just touch the hem of his garment, that I would be healed. And if you don't know about this story, there was a woman who struggled or suffered with an issue of blood for most of her life. She spent all of her money on quacks. She spent all of her money on doctors and physicians, and nobody could find a cure. There was no authority on the earth that had the power, obviously, to be able to heal her or cure her of her condition. But she believed in her heart because she heard about Jesus and she heard about the miracles and she heard about the signs and she heard about the wonders. And she said to herself, if I could just go touch the hem of this man's garment that I would be healed. 
And, that, and that's exactly what happened. But what's the significance of, the, of the, the touching of the hem of the garment? Well, back then, the high priest, the hem of their garment was blue, and blue represented heaven. It represented the kingdom of God, and it represented the power and authority that lives and moves and breathes in the kingdom of God. So understand what this woman was saying and thinking and believing. She believed, well, there's no one here on this earth that has the authority to be able to heal me, but there is another authority that I trust in. And if I could just touch the hem of that garment of Jesus Christ, I know that his authority and I know that his power and I know that his kingdom can heal me. And it's exactly what she did. She pressed through the crowd. She touched the hem of his garment. And as soon as she did, Jesus stopped in his tracks. And he said, who touched me? Who touched me? Because I felt power flowing out from me, he said. And the word he used was dunamis. I felt dunamis flowing out from me. I felt this supernatural, miraculous power flowing out from me into a woman who had faith in me and trust in me. So I allowed that authority of the kingdom of God to touch her life. Listen, if you want the power of God and, and, and the the supernatural move of God to come into your life. There's some prerequisites to that, and it's what we're gonna look at. Obviously, for her, one of them was faith. It took faith for her to believe in the power of, the, of, of God and in the power of the kingdom of God. But the first prerequisite, listen, to experiencing or operating in the authority or the power is a personal and growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Before you can experience exousia, before you can experience dunamis power in your life, you have to have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Not a per Listen, don't misinterpret what I'm about to say. I'm not talking about a personal relationship with Go Church. I'm not talking about a personal, intimate relationship with your pastors and your spiritual leaders and the staff, even though there's nothing wrong with that. But, but please understand me, the power of the kingdom comes from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. See, listen, there's a lot of people that go into the house of God every single Sunday, all throughout the week, but they don't have an intimate personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and they wonder why their life is a mess. They wonder why they're not living as the head, they're not living as the head, but instead living as the tail because there is no personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's the first thing that you have to have. And what does that mean? It means that I have to be under the authority of God if I wanna experience the power of God. It means that I have to be yielded to his government and I have to be yielded to his authority. You see, there's a lot of us that want the power of God, but we don't wanna to yield to the authority of God. And what we need to do is we need to make sure that we, we are in alignment with the, the word of God and the kingdom of God. Please understand, we've gotta be yielded to God's authority and God's power if we wanna operate it. We can't experience the power of God, uh, you know, or power of the kingdom of God if we're not in alignment with it. You see, the truth is, you and I, we can't walk in our own ways and do what's right in our own eyes. We can't live according to the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and expect any, any kind of power to operate in our life. We can't expect to experience the supernatural move of God in our lives unless we are yielded and surrendered to the authority of his kingdom, church, amen? Listen, the reality is you can't even be baptized in the Holy Spirit without being first surrendered to Jesus Christ 
and a personal relationship with him. You see, because God won't pour out his spirit into a vessel that doesn't belong to him or isn't controlled by him. You have to understand what I'm saying. I said it earlier on because when you become saved, there is a transfer of ownership. Before Jesus Christ, the world owned you. Before Jesus Christ, lust owned you and pride owned you and ego owned you and passions owned you and addictions owned you. But when you come to Jesus Christ, there's a transfer of ownership from this world to the kingdom of God. And when there is that transfer of ownership, now all of a sudden I'm a vessel that God can pour his power into because he owns me and he controls me. So if you wanna operate or experience the dunamis or the exousia power of God in your life, you need to make sure that you're owned by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You need to make sure that your loyalty is with Jesus Christ and when it is, you have power to do miracles in your life and power over the enemy. Because if you're not in Christ, you can't operate in authority. If you're not in Christ, God won't back you and God won't fill you, church, because Jesus himself said in John 15, five, apart from me or without me or separate from me or disconnected from me, you can do what? You can do nothing. Now, there's a lot of things you can do in the physical. There's a lot of things you can do in the natural, but apart from Christ, there's nothing you can do supernaturally. You can do, Jesus is saying this, not me, apart from me, you can do nothing supernaturally. Apart from me, you can't still seize. Apart from me, you can't move mountains. Apart from me, you can't rebuke the enemy. You can try but you'll end up just like the seven sons of Sceva. And I won't get ahead of myself, but if you know that story, there were seven sons of Sceva who was a high priest and they saw the apostles operating under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. And they thought, oh, I can do the same exact thing, but without a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when they went to try to cast out demons, guess what happened? They got beat up by the demons and they ran away naked because God will not pour his power into someone that doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Apart from me, you have no spiritual judicial control, no authority over the enemy. Listen, you can speak to the devil, you can speak to mountains, you can speak to the Goliaths till you're blue in the face and they will not move unless you have a personal intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And I hope and pray that we all have that this morning. It's why we need Christ. It's why we need our whole, the Holy Spirit because with Christ, all things are possible. And with the Holy Spirit church, there is this supernatural power available to us. And the first lesson, the first reason that Paul was able to heal the lame man in Acts 14, 8, we'll finally get to that chapter. It's because he was yoked to Christ. He was sold out to Christ. He was committed to Christ. And he was filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit because he had a personal relationship with Christ. You see, you know, most of you should know the story of Paul. When he got saved, there was this transfer of ownership. And when, and, and when the kingdom of God began to know him, he went from Saul to Paul. There was, he changed his name. His name was changed because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. He called himself a bondservant for Jesus Christ. That's a level of commitment that brought, that's the level of commitment that brought the power, the exousia power and the dunamis power into his life, church. And this is what it says. It says in Acts 14, eight, in Lystra there sat a man that was lame. He had been that way from birth and he had never walked. And that same man heard Paul as he was speaking 
And I want you to know that Paul was speaking the word of God. He wasn't just speaking like empty words. He was speaking the word of God. And Paul looked directly at him and saw that he had faith to be healed. And he called out to the man, stand up on your feet. And at that, the man jumped up and began to walk. Under the dunamis power of God, a man that had never walked from the day that he was born, a man that didn't know what it was like to take a simple stroll, a man that didn't know what it meant to stand up under the weight of his own two feet, a man that didn't know what it meant to run or take a jog, had to watch other people to do it. When the word of God and the dunamis power of God was spoken over his life, he jumped up and he began to walk. And I wanna tell you the dunamis power of God is complete. It's not empty. I want you to know that after this man was healed and he jumped up and walked, he didn't have to go see a therapist in order to learn how to walk. He didn't need a physical therapist, church. Please understand, he didn't have trouble or, or struggle standing up under the weight of his own two feet, of his body. He didn't struggle with his balance. Immediately upon this, immediately upon this healing in his life, his brain and his legs worked in tandem together as if he was never healed, and he jumped up and he walked under the dunamis power of Jesus Christ. Now listen, if there's anything lame in your life, that same power can cause you to jump up and walk in the name of Jesus. If there's anything lame in your marriage, if there's anything lame in your household, if there's anything crippled or disabled in your life, the dunamis power of God is available to all of us, church. So today I'm telling you, if there's something disabled in your life, stand up and walk in the name of Jesus. If there's something lame in your marriage, stand up and walk in the name of Jesus. It's what he's trying to tell us, church. It's why he was able to heal the lame man because that's the dunamis power of God, the creative, miraculous power of God. He used to be known as the lame man. That's it. He used to be known as the man that couldn't walk from the day that he was born. That's it. That's what it says about him, church. But the dunamis power of God had the power to change, visibly change something in that man's life. That's what dunamis power is. It is the power to visibly change something in an individual's life. But that's what he used to be known as until the dunamis power of God touched him. Now he was the man that jumped up and walked. Now he was the man that jumped up and ran through the city proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ and the power of the kingdom of God. That's what he was, church. That's what he used to be known as. Now he was the man that was healed because of the dunamis power that Paul and the disciples were operating in under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I pause for just a moment and I wonder, has the dunamis power of God marked our lives spiritually the same way? Has it marked our marriages the same way? Has it marked our household the same way? Has there been a drastic visible change from what you used to be to what you are today? That's the dunamis power of God where old things pass away and all things become new because of the dunamis power of God, church. Has it marked us? Are we still spiritually disabled? Are we still spiritually handicapped? Are we still spiritually lame? Because the reality is without Christ, that's exactly what we are. Without Christ, we're spiritually disabled, spiritually lame, spiritually handicapped, and even broader, we're spiritually dead and nothing comes from dead men. We need life. 
And you get life through Jesus Christ. And second prerequisite, we get life through his word. Through hearing and believing the word of God. Not only do you need a personal intimate relationship with Jesus, you need a personal intimate relationship with the word of God. It needs to do more than sit on your nightstand to show off for others when they walk in your house. It needs to do more than sit in the lost and found that's out here at our Next Step Center. It needs to do more than sit under the front seat of your car that you pull out and put back when it's time to come and go from church. You need the word of God in your life, church. You need an intimate relationship and you need the word of God. Look at verse 9 before I get ahead of myself. Paul looked directly at the lame man and he saw in his countenance and demeanor that, that he was receiving and believing the word that was being spoken. Listen, I don't know what Paul saw, but he saw something. Maybe he saw them, maybe he saw the lame man leaning in, holding on to every word that was coming out of the mouth of Paul. Maybe he saw the man lifting up a hand. Maybe he heard the man say amen. Maybe the man applauded. Maybe, I don't know, but, but he saw something, church. Maybe, maybe Paul saw a tear running down the man's cheek because of the life-giving words that Paul was speaking over his life. Maybe this man was rubbing his legs because he felt something in those legs that he never felt before because a miracle was about to take place because of the personal relationship with God and because of the word of God that was being spoken over his life, church. Some of you got some lame areas in your life that you need to speak the word of God over so you can stand up and walk, church. But the question is, whatever it was, Paul saw it and he contributed it as faith. And it was the catalyst to the man being healed, the catalyst to the man jumping up and walking. And again, I wonder about us, church, how are we responding to the word of God ourselves? Are we responding with gladness and enthusiasm? Were you excited to come into the house of the Lord today because you wanted a taste? You wanted a taste and see that the Lord was good? Are we receiving it with anticipation and expectation? I know I got a difficult situation in my life. I know I've got some difficulties in my marriage, but I know that when the word of God is released and the power of God is released into my life, I can go home different than when I came. That's the word of God, church. Are you, are, are you, are you responding to the word with humility and submission? Are we leaning in? Are we open to it, church? Are we ready for it? Are our hearts broken and stirring with inside because of something that's being spoken? Is there something that's been dead in your life that now you're feeling life come to because of the word of God in your life, church? How are we responding to the word of God with excitement or with apathy? Because how we respond will dictate the power that's released into our life and that we get to operate in in our life. Do we understand that this is, this is honey to our lips? Do we understand that this is water to our soul? Do we understand that this is the only thing that satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with all good things? Do we understand that these are the promises of God that are yes and amen to those who hear them and believe them? Do we understand, church, that this is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, that it directs me every day and it guides me every day? Do we understand that this is the will of God the wisdom of God and the power of God unto salvation? Do we understand that this is the bread of life? And the question is, are we eating it? Are we consuming it? Paul spoke the word and the layman heard the word and received it gladly. 
Please understand, if Paul simply spoke philosophically and motivationally, a miracle would have never taken place. You can't speak philosophy over the devil and expect him to move. You can't motivate a mountain to move. You understand what I'm saying, church? Listen, you, the enemy only moves according to the exousia of God and, the, and the, the word of God in your life because you can't move mountains with philosophy and you can't motivate a mountain to move. TED Talks and leadership lessons, they'll only move the, they'll only move the mind and, and maybe they'll move the emotions, but they will never move the destroyer or the enemy of your soul. TED Talks and leadership lessons, they all have their place, I get that, but they will never move the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy your life. The only word that has the power to move the enemy out of your life is the word of God. This is the word of God. It's sharper, it's living and active and more powerful than any two-edged sword. And it's the only word that the kingdom of God backs. It's the word of God. It's the only word. Listen, we need to hear the word. We need to, we need to, under, we need to hear the word. We need to speak the word. We need to love the word, church. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by what? Comes by hearing, and it doesn't come by hearing CNN. It doesn't come by hearing Fox News. Listen, if you wanna get anxious and depressed, listen to the news. But if you want freedom, listen to the word of God. If you want victory, listen to the word of God. If you want the good report, listen to the word of God. If you want a miracle in your life and life in your life, listen to the word of God and speak it, church. Listen, if you're not speaking the word of God over your marriage, start speaking it. If you're not speaking the word of God over your kids when they, before they leave the house, start speaking it. If you're not speaking the word of God over your household and everything that God has blessed you with, start speaking it. Start speaking it. Because it's the promises of God which are yes and amen. Listen, another prerequisite that we find in these verses to power is if you want to operate in power, you need to know where it comes from, church. If you want to operate in power or experience the power in your life, you need to know where it comes from because guess what? It doesn't come from man. Exousia and dunamis doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from the staff. It doesn't come from your spiritual leaders. It doesn't come from some prayer tower that you might call on. Nothing wrong with all of that, but it's not where the power comes from. The power comes from the creator of heaven and earth, church. You gotta know where it comes from. Look at it. Verse 11, it says, when the crowd saw what they perceived Paul had done, they shouted, the gods, little g, the gods have come down among us in human form. They thought the power was derived from Paul. They thought the power was derived from the apostles, but Paul and the apostles knew that the power came from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So when the man tried to heap praises on them, guess what? They redirected the praise back to God. When, when Paul and the apostles started having praises heaped upon them, they didn't relish it. They didn't allow it to take root. They didn't allow their egos to be pumped up. They redirected all the praise to God, church, because listen, when you misattribute the power, you will always misdirect the praise. You see, the crowd misattributed the power to Paul and to, si or Paul and to Barnabas and the other apostles, and that's why they got the praise instead of God. And far too often, sadly, listen, we do the same thing. We, mis we misattribute the power to the praise team. 
We misattribute the power to the man standing behind the pulpit. We misattribute the power to the spiritual leaders of our life. And guess what? They end up with the praise instead of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There's only one that deserves all the glory. There's only one that deserves all the praise. There's only one that deserves all the honor. And his name is Jehovah God. Amen. Verse 12, Barnabas they called Zeus. And Paul they called Hermes, gods. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and reeds to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them instead of to God because they misattributed the power. So they misattributed the praise. And the, 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 listen, the reality is, man, Paul and, Silas, Paul and Barnabas and the apostles could have eaten that up. They could have become glory hogs at that moment. They could have made it all about them. They could have made it all about their names. They could have made it all about their celebrity. They could have gone and created a logo and started marketing themselves all across the city, but they didn't. They gave the praise to God because they knew that's where the power came from, church. Listen, which takes us to the next prerequisite. If you want God's power to operate in our lives, you need to have self-denial because when we decrease, he increases, amen? When we decrease, he increases. And if there was ever a time that our nation and our society needed God to increase, it's today. If there was ever a time in our society and our nation where God's authority and God's power, God's exousia and God's dunamis needed to increase in society, it's today, church. Which means this, if there's ever a time that we needed to decrease, it's today. If there was ever a time that we needed to stop making it about me, myself, and I, it's today. Listen, I, I, I could preach a whole sermon on what I'm about to say, but I'm not going to. I know it's hard to do. I know decreasing is hard to do in a social media and a celebrity-driven society that's all about me, myself, and I. But for the individual that's willing to step out of the cesspool of fame, that's willing to step out of the cesspool of celebrity and devote themselves to God and give God all the glory and God all the honor and God all the praise and God all the popularity, you'll see something miraculous happen in your life. But as long as you're waiting around in that cesspool of celebrity, as long as you're waiting around in that cesspool of self, you will never experience the supernatural power of God in your life. Listen to me. I'm probably gonna have to jump over some stuff for my time. I wasn't gonna go here, but I just am gonna. Listen, if there was ever a time that you needed to get off Facebook and into his book, it's today. It's today. If there was ever a time you needed to get off Instagram, instant, instant, and tarry in the presence of the Lord, it's today. If there was ever a time you had to stop liking yourself and liking God instead, it's today. It's today, church. Now, please don't get me all worked up, but it's today. We wonder why the power of God's not moving. We wonder why there's no miracles. We wonder why God isn't responding because it's all about me and myself and I. Listen, Paul knew, I'm gonna talk about Paul and Silas now. Paul and Silas knew that Jesus deserved all the glory and all the praise even when they found themselves chained in a deep dark dungeon cell in chapter 16, verses 22 to 24. It's where the magistrates ordered Paul and Silas to be arrested, stripped and beaten. And I pause for just a second to let you know why they were arrested, why they were in chains. 
It's because they were demonstrating the exousia power of God, the, the spiritual judicial control over demons because there was a young girl in the city that was a fortune teller and she was telling fortunes because she was filled with demons. And, and, and this girl would follow Paul and Silas around to the point where, where Paul got so annoyed, and I, I love it because I, I could picture it, got so annoyed with this spirit following him around. He stopped. In the name of Jesus, be gone. And the demon left this girl. And now all of a sudden, the income that her owners were making through her fortune telling lost all their wealth and lost all their riches because she was set free. And they stirred up such chaos in the city because they were so upset at Paul and Silas for operating in exousia that they wanted to lock them up. And they did. And they stripped them and they beat them. And they severely flogged them and they threw them into prison in the inner cell and they put their feet in chains. Here they are naked. Here they are with open wounds in chains in the inner cell that's filled with urine and feces and a horrible stench. Not knowing what tomorrow might hold except certain death. And yet in verse 25, as I begin to wind this down, it tells us that at about midnight, church, in the darkest hour of the day, they were found praying and singing hymns to God, which are the two final prerequisites to God's authority and power in your life. It's prayer and it's praise, amen? It's prayer and it's praise. Now listen, here's what, we, what I want you to understand. Both of them are really an extension of number two, which is the word of God, because in all reality, Paul and Silas were praying the word of God and they were singing the word of God. If you study it, you'll realize that when they were singing, they were singing Psalms, Paschal Psalms or the Psalms of David, which is the word of God, which released the power of God. They were praying, most likely they were praying, our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In the midst of my mess, in the midst of my prison, in the midst of this stench, in the midst of my difficulty, in the midst of my uncertainty, hallowed be thy name. I praise your name. I honor your name. I glorify your name. I, I lift up that name which is above every other name. I lift it up and I glorify it. Listen, if there was ever a time you need to praise, it's when you're in prison. If there was ever a time you need to lift up your, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it's, where, it's when you're in a dark, deep, dungeon cell. Maybe they were praying Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. I fear no evil because you are Emmanuel, King of kings and Lord of lords right here with us mortal men. Listen, that should, that should cause us to be amazed. Emmanuel, God with us the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the supreme one, the first, the last, the beginning and the end, here with us, mortal man, in the midst of their dungeon cell. How many of you know God's not afraid of the dark? He's not afraid of the stench. He's not afraid of the enemy. So listen, in the midst of all of that, while they were praying and praising God, it says in verse six that suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken and at once all the doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose and they were free. Because how many of you know he who the sun sets free is free indeed, amen? Because that's the dunamis power of God. It's the highest spiritual authority in creation. And when no other man could set Paul and Silas free? Exousia could. 
because it's the highest judicial control that there is. It's the same authority. Listen, it's the same authority that rolled back the stone of Jesus's tomb. And when no man on earth had the authority, the power besides the emperor himself to roll back that tomb, to break the seal of the governor and the emperor church, there was what we would call dunamis power and exousia power. God had the authority to do whatever he wants to do, amen? He doesn't need the devil's approval to set you free. He doesn't need the devil's approval to open your prison door. All we have to do is have faith and trust in him, church. It's the same authority that can set you free from whatever has you in chains this morning. So listen, as I close this out, I don't, I don't know what has you in prison. I don't know what bars you're behind. I don't know what the chains are that are, that are restricting you from the life that God has in store for you. I don't, I don't know what has you in bondage, but I do know this, that there is a power that can set you free. I do know this, that as long as you call upon the name of the Lord to be saved, you can be saved. And I do know that the Holy Spirit is waiting right here for you to make a decision today. What are you gonna do with what you heard? Which leads me to how I close. Two questions that we'll ask ourselves are always this. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart right now? What is it that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you all day? What is it that just is stirring in your soul? What is it that God says, hear this? And for all of you, it might be something different. And that's how good God is, amen? He can speak to every single one of us differently according to the needs, the circumstances, and the situations of life. And then next question is, what are the next steps that I need to take in my faith journey, in my journey of faith? What do I have to do with what God has been speaking to me all day long, church? And the Holy Spirit is just waiting for your response because he'll move depending on how you move, amen? So maybe your next step is to come to prayer at the close of the gathering when Pastor David closes us out and makes that invitation so you can experience freedom from whatever you need. If, if that's you today, I encourage you to come when David makes that call. Maybe your next step is to join Deeper Nights tomorrow evening and Tuesday and Wednesday, which is all about the person and the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you need that in your life and you wanna know more and you wanna experience it. That, maybe that's your next step and I encourage you all to come. Maybe your next step is to get deeper into the word, but most importantly, it's what I began with. Maybe your next step is to take a step closer to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and you realize that the reason I have no power, the reason that I'm spiritually lame, the reason that my marriage is a mess, the, the reason that my mind is a mess is because I'm not close enough to Jesus Christ. And today you wanna make a decision to walk closer to Jesus Christ. So I'm gonna ask everybody to bow your heads and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make three different pleas here this morning. And I don't want you to focus on anybody except what the Holy Spirit wants you to do this morning. So with every head bowed and again, you seeking the Lord for what you need, very simple first plea. If you need Jesus Christ this morning, if you're ready to transfer your ownership from this world to him, so that you can have a personal, intimate relationship with him today, I'm just inviting you to raise your hand. You just, you need Jesus today. Inviting you to have that, that opportunity. Thank you for those hands. Maybe you're saying, I'm tired of living defeated by the enemy of my soul. I'm tired of, I'm tired of being the tail instead of the head. I'm tired of being underneath instead of on top, church. 
and I want victory in Jesus Christ today. If that's you, just lift up your hand and we're gonna pray. Thank you for those hands. Thank you, thank you. You see, it all begins with Jesus Christ. Everything that you need, thank you. It belongs and believes. It belongs to Jesus Christ and comes from him. And then maybe finally, maybe you need to be freed from the chains and the prison of sin. That thing that so easily besets you, that thing that so easily holds you back and ties you down, that causes you to stumble. Maybe you need freedom from the pains of your past and you, and, and you just wanna be free this morning. Last call, if any of those is you, one last time, just raise your hand, amen. Again, several, thank you for that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you, as I said in the beginning, that this day was not by accident and it's not by accident that anyone was in your, that the people that are here are in your house today or even watching online. I thank you, Father God, that you had a plan today to bless us and not harm us, to give us hope in a future, and that future comes through Jesus Christ, a personal, intimate relationship with him, Lord God. Freedom comes from Christ, and power comes from Christ, and deliverance comes from Christ, and healing comes from Christ, God. So that's our first plea. I pray, God, that those individuals that raised their hand, Father God, to take a step closer to Jesus Christ, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just, that you would envelop them with your presence, that you would envelop them with your spirit. I pray that you would forgive us of every sin, Lord God, that you would forgive us of all of those sins that so easily beset us. And I pray that you would fill us with your exousia power, Lord God, so that we might also experience the dunamis power, which comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But it all starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. So God, I speak your word over this congregation today. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. I speak joy in the name of Jesus. I speak wholeness and fullness in the name of Jesus. I, I speak a sound mind in the name of Jesus, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would do miracles in marriages, God, that the dunamis power of God would invade households and invade minds and invade families, God, and invade marriages and invade communities, God, that you would even invade our nation and our country, God, with the dunamis power of God because we ever needed that power, it's today. So God, we humble ourselves today. We decrease so that you might increase. And we're careful, Father God, to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor and, and, and all of the thanksgiving, God. And we pray all these things in the precious and the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. Can we just bless the Lord this morning, church? Amen. God bless you as you go. And thank you for being here this morning.